Welcome to this special 50th episode of The Savvy Founder. I'm Philip Topham, your host. And in this episode, I'm going to reflect on what 50 episodes has been like, uh, what I've learned, and uh, two of the key things that I think every entrepreneur should, should know. The first being a four-letter word that all entrepreneurs should know. And the second is about attitude. This week, we'll, we'll cover my reflections and the four-letter word. And then uh, next week, we'll cover uh, the attitudes of founders that I found fascinating. Welcome to The Savvy Founder. The one place for entrepreneurs and business owners. Away from the everyday bustle. Where we help you find your path to a profitable and bright future. Now here's your host, The Savvy Founder and armchair sociologist himself, Philip Topham. Hello and welcome to the Savvy Founder. I'm Philip Topham. In this episode, we're this is 50th episode. I am happy that uh, I've met my goal of having 50 episodes, and I've learned a lot of things. In this episode, I'm going to cover how I got into it and what I've learned in 50 episodes, and then also the the biggest thing that I saw with founders and what they really need to understand. And that's a four-letter word, and we'll get into that. So first, let us uh, let me recap. How did I get into doing podcasting? Um, I was uh, coaching and advising startups. I'd had my own startup. And uh, three people had come to me and said, hey, Phil, that was great. Uh, advice you had been giving me, uh, you, you should have a podcast. And that, to me, that was just like somebody saying, hey, uh, you're smart. You should write a book. Uh, they don't want to write a book, but they want you to, and it's kind of nice flattery. And I thought, wow, um, do I really want to write a book? Do I really want to do a podcast? After some uh, long time searching, I, I decided to do that. It took me six months to decide, yes, I'm going to do a podcast. And why did I want to do a podcast? And what was it? And it really became a mission for me. I got uh, tired of listening to the Silicon Valley myths propagated. I got tired of listening to founders uh, complain about no money, uh, investors uh, complaining there's not enough deal flow. And there's just so many things that are wrong with the way uh, the basic conversation goes around startups and what they are. And everybody's chasing the big, huge payout. And I'm just wanting lots more people to learn how to build a business, uh, get on that entrepreneurial journey, go from apprentice to journeyman to master. And so I committed to doing 52 episodes, this 50th episode. And uh, here I'm going to say, you know, one of the things I've learned is uh, as Seth Godin says, you know, build content and learn to just ship it and don't worry about it. And so I'm going to continue to do this and, and change the dialogue uh, in and around startups. So let's get into, you know, uh, what I have learned over the 50 episodes. Uh, first off, so much goes through your mind when you're putting together these shows you worry about, you know, is there anybody out there that's going to listen? Um, you go through the imposter syndrome, you know, do I have any knowledge that somebody wants to listen to? And these are all things that go through uh, any entrepreneur's mind, you know, and, and a big thing is just 
getting out there, getting up every day and moving forward so that you can uh, prove um, prove to yourself you can do things. And I'd like to say one of the big reasons I did the show is because if you're not uncomfortable, you're not growing. And I certainly had been a speaker in front of crowds. I'd moderated panels. I'd been a panelist myself. I'd presented information at conferences uh, to large audiences. And yet, when I first started podcasting, I was very nervous about being on the sh- producing the show. Would I stutter? Would people, um, would I make stupid mistakes? And I still worry about that somewhat, but it's gone way away and I'm now much more comfortable with the show. Uh, I also developed better interviewing skills. I wouldn't have expected um, that to occur. Uh, Well, I should say I expected my skills to get better, but I didn't realize how difficult it is to both listen to the conversation, be very engaged in it, but yet have a question that guides the conversation in a direction that gets the answers and gets into some of the uh, feelings that the entrepreneur has so that you can understand exactly what somebody else has gone through. So it helps your own journey within the startup world. I found that fascinating. In, in so many cases, when I would interview somebody, the time just flew by. I would look at my clock and say, okay, we're, we're trying to aim for 30 minutes because that's what most people budget when they do their exercises, uh, go to the store or doing something else, and they're just listening to a podcast. Uh, so that's what I aim for when I do the uh, single uh, shows like myself speaking, I try to aim for about 15, 20 minutes at, at most. And so th- having those shows uh, really taught me how to multitask at the same time and be very present and engaged with the uh, the person I'm interviewing. And it, they're all fascinating people. And I've learned something from every single person. It's fantastic. So what else have I learned? I've learned it's really hard to to find people to be on the show. Uh, At the beginning, it was very difficult. And then around show 35 or so, the agencies, a couple of agencies found me and said, hey, here's some people that are wanting to be on shows. And they And so that made it a lot easier at that time. Um, Now I'm back to looking for people to be on the show and having to network. And so the amount of time that the show takes was way more than I expected, Uh, but it has been well rewarding to be able to look back and say, hey, I did it. I got up every week. I published a show. I moved forward and helped somebody out there shorten their journey. Uh, a month, a week, a day. And that's uh, the whole purpose of the show. So if you're listening, come on, reach out to me. I'll uh, take questions. You can book me at askthesavvyfounder.youcanbook.me. It's always be in the show notes. So for those that have been patiently listening, what's the four-letter word that I learned most entrepreneurs 
uh, don't fully understand. And those that do are well ahead of the game. And that four letter word is risk. Yeah, risk. Uh, you might have heard when uh, founders uh, are pitching their businesses, the investor really is all about understanding the, the who they're investing in and understanding the risk for their investment. It's very common for an investor to review 100 deals, um, pitch decks. Uh, that's not even counting the, the casual, hey, I'm looking for money, but 100 pitch decks. And 10 might get a serious review and look at and, and have some conversations and only one uh, will get funded. Uh, that's very common or uh, for, for you know, institutional investors. And what they're looking at is, is really that risk profile. You, your business compared to all the other businesses out there, what do they think of the risk? And founders, as I've spoken to them, are, are either they nod that they understand this is what's going on. And that's the vast, that's the majority of first time founders don't really understand that dynamic, that it is a good thing to know and talk to people and say, hey, uh, what, what, where are the holes in my business? And when you hear that person say, hey, you're missing the sales marketing uh, component or have you talked to enough customers? What they're really saying is, have you reduced your risk? Do you really understand what you're doing? And that's where the first time founders uh, and solo, particularly solo founders, uh, don't understand that they add a big component of risk. Uh, investors do like to see two founders, and that is because when there's two founders, it, the two of them have to work together to drive that business, and they have to integrate their ideas. They may have different ways of doing business, different different ways of thinking about things, and so when there's two founders. It reduces the risk because they have to they have to come up with the best solution to go forward. Uh, the only exception to that is when there's two founders and they divide the duties and they sort of throw them over the wall. And that can happen when there's a business founder and a technical founder, and the, the business founder says, "I'll take care of all the business things. You take care of all the technical things." And between them, they really are just doing this sort of division of labor, and they're not really running the business together. They each think the other's doing their half, and so that can get off kilter very rapidly. That's a huge risk and a huge red flag to investors. So when you when you have a co-founder and you're thinking about working on the business together, that's a great thing uh, to reduce risk for the for the investors. The other thing that they're looking at is, is do you as a founder have a problem that you, you're really focused on, and a problem in industry? And as you build that and really try to understand, what's happening is you're creating a network of relationships. You may be on the wrong problem and need to pivot, but you're making yourself known in that industry, you're building connections, that's reducing the long-term risk and the idea that you will actually find a problem that is uh, important enough that people will pay you money. And more importantly, 
that it's such a big problem, enough people pay you money that you'll be able to sustain a business with, with profits from that. And then lastly, I shouldn't say lastly, uh, but uh, another big component in there is what are your values? What are your, what do you stand for? When an investor fully understands who you are as a person, what you stand for, they know that when you build your company, uh, you'll be able to, to more quickly scale and bring in the right people. If you don't have good values in the way you present yourself, the way you communicate with other people, it's, it's a red flag to the investor because you're going to hire people, you're going to have a lot of mistakes because you're hiring, say, the, you know, people that are just, um, they're, they're not aligned well. And so a big portion of the way an investor judges the founder is, are they coachable? Are they, are they constantly learning? And that's a huge factor in reducing the risk for an investor. And so when you think about um, you know, risk, it's just like the stock market. Am I investing in a CD? Am I investing in a growth stock? Am I investing in commodities? I'm investing in options. Uh, for an investor, startups, the earliest stage pre-seed is the most risky, of course, seed next, and then growth capital for A, B. It's not to say they aren't risk, you know, they're still risky. And so investors are looking at that differently. Uh, so not understanding risk is what I have seen as the biggest failing of founders. And they nod and say they understand but when it comes down to their actions, uh, they don't uh, they don't understand. And it's it, I, so far, I'd say thirty percent uh, understand risk to some level. Seventy percent are um, just starting to learn what risk is, and then the the ones that are really starting to get into the A round, which is fewer, uh, they understand risk a lot better. So if you're really starting out in your journey, if you can learn how to identify risks, how to engage with them, uh, you'll be well on your way to building a great business. I have had a tremendous uh, learning in putting together these 50 shows, and I look forward to sharing more learnings with you, the, uh, you out there so you can build your business. Thanks for listening. I'm Philip Topham, the Savvy Founder. Uh, please leave a five-star review, share with another founder so they too can shorten their journey. Wishing you a bright and profitable future in both your personal and business lives. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. Be sure to subscribe and check out our website for tips, thesavvyfounder.com. You can also follow Philip on Clubhouse at The Savvy Founder, wishing you a profitable and bright future. Safe journeys. See you next week.